Vampires, monsters, and agents, oh my. Vampires, monsters, and agents, oh my. It's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Eric, are you team Sandra or team Joan? Well, <laughs> I'm I'm team Sandra, I think. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we both have something for brunettes, probably. Oh, At least we should say that on this sense. podcast. Yes. Um, because our wives are both brunettes. So Yes, we love brunettes. Yes, yes. <laughs> My wife is looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> she, just put her, she put her hand up in the air and looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll edit that out, CC. We'll edit it out. No, we no, won't. We won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves. This week, as we try to stay alive, we are discussing Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. With me, the... Abbott and Costello fusion himself, Alex. Mm. And joining me is that corpse getting eye drops, Eric. Mm. I, th- I think that's your baby getting eye drops right now, Alex, yeah. uh, to get the goop out of He's got Alfie's a lot of goop. Eyes. Some people might hear him. I'm holding him right now. Um, he, I will be handing him off here shortly. But If you hear a sound effect, a baby sound effect, just know that is... On purpose. If you hear a grunt or like a fart sound, it's definitely not me. It's the baby. If it is me, it's gonna be the baby. It's the baby. Yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Because I heard a couple of those in in MVM Plus today, Alex, and I was like, oh, it must be Alfie. Yeah, Archer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so vampires, monsters, and agents in this one, Alex. Yeah. Insurance agents, I should say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a bit different. This is a bit different. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm interested to to know what you think because I, I have no idea at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it turns out that it claims and insurance agents have a lot more in common with like Dog the Bounty Hunter than like <laughs> <laughs> what you would like. Uh, Doug from State Farm or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Jake. Yep, that's true. That's true. You didn't know. The more you know. The more you uh, know. Just, just from watching Abbott and Costello. Well, let's let's jump into it. All right. And I'm sure we'll get some, some stuff uh, to talk about here. Oh, I'm sure something will come up. <laughs> While we encounter the comedic in the Universal series before and some of our Invisible Man movies... Abbott and Costello place the comedic in the limelight. In this movie specifically, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Well, the humor is certainly of a different time. Do the jokes still land for you, Alex? Or should we go back to the mummy's hand? I mean, I'll gladly sit through more Abbott Costello instead of ever watching another old mummy movie again. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know in the future we're going to be meeting the mummy <laughs> with Abbott yes, and Costello. Yes. But maybe they can bring some life to that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the jokes, 
Yeah, I actually, I think a lot of them, especially almost entirely the dialogue, actually work really well for me, and they hold up. Like I, I, I was laughing quite a bit at some of the things they said. Now, a lot of their humor is through physical gags as well, and I do not think those work out uh, mm. quite as much. Um, and that might—I don't know if that's a taste thing or what, because I haven't really been a fan of some of the physical gags in some of the Invisible Man movies that maybe you were a fan of mm. um, mm-hmm. at times. So that might—that might be a taste thing. I'm not sure, but I just don't think that they really worked. Uh, most likely because they just kind of go on for a little too long. I think, but I do really like the way these two characters play off each other. Uh, really. And especially when they're leaning into these elements of why these beautiful women are clamoring for, of all people, <laughs> Wilbur Gray. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. love the disbelief on Chick about why these people like him. And, and I, their dialogue between them, I think, is actually really punchy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was pretty impressed by a lot of it. But there are many moments in the film that it does kind of feel a little lost. Like... We've stuck around with these two for a little too long in this scene. It kind of forgot mm-hmm. what kind of movie we were going to do. Yeah. Uh, like, and then sometimes the humor involving the monsters doesn't quite land. Um, especially the werewolf. Hmm. But they're yeah. all guilty of it. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What, what are your feelings <laughs> on this? Uh, so I think Abbott and Costello... Are, are the reason we call dad jokes, dad jokes, right? <laughs> dad jokes are the jokes that dads steal from rewatching older comedies like these. Yeah. Uh, apparently this one was a pretty big deal as well being preserved by the national film registry. And it appears on a couple of AFI top list. Um, but for me, it's, it's a mixed bag. My, my biggest criticism though, I just need to get this out of the way, get it off my chest. Okay. Is how Cheney, shoved his shaved <laughs> shaved his mustache <laughs> um oh, just yeah. shaving the stash that threw me off right from the very beginning i mean he should have um, been executed by firing squad just for that yeah alone. it might have just thrown me out of the film a little bit you know it's just you. yeah it, it was tough it was tough to get over that but once i did uh, <laughs> i i honestly <laughs> did have a good time with this film um I think you do have to get on the wavelength for what Abbott and Costello are doing because it is a completely different type of humor than what we are used to in modern filmmaking for better or worse. Mm. So this is broadly speaking, this type of humor, we'll be able to see some specifics more in this film and in the next couple of films. It isn't as much about the physical humor. There is some as it is about the wordplay, at least in this film. Yes. Now, while I enjoy a whole lot of the wordplay, and I think it's very clever, I like the word that you use for it, punchy, um, I'm not sure if film, and this is a broad generalization, I know, I'm not sure if film is the best medium for that type of back-and-forth dialogue. Um, I would say it's a better genre reserved for dads. Right, uh, <laughs> the little standalone back and forth, while funny, they just don't drive the narrative, mm. or they don't help drive the narrative. 
Interesting. I I really like them standalone back and forth. Like I, I'm okay with it being in, in a film format, mm-hmm. but the film did need fat trimmed, and some of the physical gags needed just to be removed or shortened. Um, because if I'm laughing during these slower moments when these two guys are chatting it up, you know, this is <laughs> I know this is a comedy movie, so we're not really going to have big stakes. Mm-hmm. But these dialogue moments between these two characters is how you make stakes, how you can create stakes. Yeah. Where you can actually care about what's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is like a very hardcore comedy. And these guys are <laughs> never going to be in jeopardy. So those moments are a little lost. Um, but other than some of the initial moments of comedy with like the monsters. I think we could get rid of them. Like, all the comedy modes with the monsters. Like, I, I thought it was fun with Dracula in the coffin for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. That, that that was fine. That was a fun little setup. But then later when he finds Dracula and Frankenstein in that secret chamber where he goes yeah. past the wall, didn't need it. It goes on too long. It just slows the film down. And a lot of these moments don't work, especially when the Wolfman is slowly walking behind um, mm, mm-hmm. Abbott. It just doesn't work. It, it's almost, I know it's comedic and it's played for laughs, but it's almost too unbelievable. Right? Yeah. To the point it doesn't work. I actually could see the dra- a little bit of the Frankenstein thing going on with Dracula. Uh, <laughs> that didn't, it did cross the line, but not as much as Wolfman did. And so I think you could have qu- cut a lot of this. And, unfortunately while i do like like our main interactions duo um like i i like our the women characters here are actually mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. um and i think their interactions with the duo are really great and i think dracula overall actually works pretty well for me um i do think though for the first time unfortunately lon cheney as the wolfman doesn't quite work mm-hmm um, his misery isn't quite there. I don't think it's because of the comedy, though. I don't think that the comedy surrounding it is like neutering it of its value. I think it's just removed because they felt like that was necessary for this type of film. I think it would actually mm. have been funnier if they even dramatized his. Oh, yeah. If they even over the top made him miserable. And then mm-hmm. Abbott Costello playing off of that even more, right? Yes. Um, yes. But. I, unfortunately, it just feels like he's wasted here. Whereas, even if I wasn't a big fan of like the first film with him in it, or actually, I did like the one, the first one he was in. Yeah. But um, I think he's worked as the character this whole time, and this mm-hmm. is the first time he misses. Mm. But it's not Lon Chaney's fault; it's the film's fault for yeah. its writing. Yeah. And then another thing that I did like, though was the incorporation of the monsters in the finale. (laughs) This is the finale that we should have gotten and we expected from the House of Movies. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely shocked to get it here, (laughs) of all places. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to echo you on some of these points, Alex. Um, I think the humor, it just, the, the problem with the humor, for the most part, it leans into Abbott and Costello, right? And, and probably audience expectations of Abbott and Costello. 
it doesn't lean into audience expectations of our universal monsters, mm-hmm. which is what I think could have been absolutely hilarious if you create situations of irony and humor out of the characters that we already have established, yes. like go all in in that that humor, uh, go on in on the sad sack Lon Chaney and really like <laughs> make it over the top. Go all in on the speed of Frankenstein and how he couldn't catch anybody even if he tried. Like make that completely over the top, right? Yes. And they do some of this with Dracula. Dracula is the best one that they do, yes. right? He he's the best, but Frankenstein and Wolfman, they definitely could have leaned into that. Um, but yeah, I most part for the most part, I think the situational humor works. It does go on a little bit too long, like you said. Um, I think Costello or Wilbur in the film does a good job of getting into those sticky situations. Um, whether it is Abbott or Chick not believing him about the monsters, or <laughs> when he's closely, you know avoiding Wolfman's advances. I, I'm okay with that type of humor. Um, it, it works then, and I think it's silly fun. I think it still works today, and we still we see that type of humor today. Um, to turn away from the humor, though, and to move to the monsters, yes, I'm with you. This film does a better job at incorporating the three lead monsters than both of our house movies did, that's for sure. That doesn't necessarily mean, and I'm not saying that they're better characters here uh, because I I really enjoy Larry as a hero monster that sometimes, you know, turns into crazy Wolfman. And I love Bela returning as Dracula. Um, They aren't fully flesh characters. I'm not sure of Dracula's motivations in the film. That that's my problem with him. I'm like, like, what's the point, man? Uh, Why we bring Frankenstein back? I I don't I don't know. He just wants a bodyguard. It feels like yeah. Like, what are you gaining out of this? I don't know. Um, and I don't think we get any. We do get more Frankenstein, which is great. Uh, but we don't feel any emotion towards Frankenstein like we should towards Frankenstein's monster. So yeah, all of our monsters get more screen time here and that screen time is more balanced and they do all come together in a nice way for the climax of the movie. The problem is they don't have fleshed out stories because this is a comedy, right? Um, And because it's, it's focused on Abbott and Costello. I, I just don't think we see the same stakes that that were involved in the House of movies. Yeah, I, I would agree. The, the stakes aren't, aren't the same. I, I do disagree a little bit. The Yes, the comedy in this movie uh, did affect, I think, the characterization of these monsters and that type of thing. But I think it didn't have to. Uh, mm. I just think the way that this movie worked out, it did. But I think you could do a comedy, and we might see it in these future Abbott Costello movies. Mm-hmm. I do think you could do a comedy like this and still keep that, but I just don't think they did it right um, yeah. in order to execute that. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've mentioned the stakes and the lack thereof, and maybe that is what slows the movie down. Yes, some of the comedic bits aren't quite hitting um, at times, especially the physical comedy. Like, um, Chick is breaking... Uh, Wilbur yeah. out of the thing and he puts the rock on his hand, right? Mm-hmm. And then they make a big bit out of it, but it's not funny mm-hmm. and it doesn't even look painful. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it, it just doesn't work. So there's just a few misses like that and they do add up. 
and they do mm-hmm. slow it down. Um, and then when you're just not quite caring about some of these characters, uh, or you're kind of wondering where some of these monsters are going to go, I, it does hurt the film. But there are some things I do like about the monsters. Mm-hmm. I do like Dracula's story overall, where he manipulates Sandra into doing what he wants with that, you know, that vampiric bite. And she knows what he's capable of, right? She even mm-hmm. says that he is not capable of overriding her consciousness. And sure enough, he proves her wrong. I really like that story between them. I like her manipulation of Wilbur. Um, I think it's so cool because I actually bought their relationship at the beginning. Um, yeah, I did too. They've got that. <laughs> they've got that really wonderful dialogue between them. They're they're smiling like, oh man, they execute it so well. So I was shocked when Sandra. I was shocked too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was like, why are they using the same actor for this different character? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I was shocked. You know, I couldn't believe Sandra was a manipulative bad guy or bad girl. Yeah. It was awesome. I love that. Um, but there is something, despite really great human characters. Mm -hmm. Um, There is something definitely off with the movie. And I mean, all these things can, that all my complaints add up to pacing. Yeah. It just moves a little too slow. This movie could have been cut down to probably at least maybe 10 minutes off of it. And I think it would Mm -hmm. have been a lot more impactful, but you know, me and me and you've had some other criticisms that I do think would have elevated the film. And, put it back on track even with this runtime but yeah. what, what, what do you think a bit well i'll just be curious to see how the future abbott and costello movies balance the humor and the horror if they do it all um i feel like i have ragged on this movie a bit and i honestly don't mean to i i had a good time with it um i sat through it in one sitting with no distractions I laughed several times at both the dialogue and the situation humor. So, so don't get me too wrong here. It was fun. And that's all it was shooting for. So in that sense, it definitely accomplished its goal. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. All right. Before our awards, MVM Plus today, Alex, we are talking season two of The Boys. Uh, I just finished that. Uh, and I'm going to start season three. So I know, once again, very timely of me. Uh, <laughs> but we need to talk season two, and then we'll talk season three when I finish that. Uh, we'll also catch up on a few new release movies that I know that you've seen recently. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about the future of the show. We, we are closing in on this series. Um, I, I've got a couple wacky ideas to throw your way, Alex. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for, for the future once again. Uh, we just don't know what's coming up, so I can't wait to talk about that with you. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's get into our awards then. Compelling Character Award. Who you got? I'll give it to Sandra Mornay. Nice. Mostly for the reasons that we talked about. She sells that relationship with Wilbur at the beginning. Like I am hook, line, and sinker. I'm mm-hmm. in it. Not even Chick is doubting. Da- he, he's baffled by it. But he's yeah. not doubting it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just it's just really impressive. And then she has this hidden relationship with Dracula, <laughs> but she's also not like at his command, right? She she's right. not she's working with him, not for him. And eventually, she's working for him um, after mm-hmm. he works his magic on her. But 
I think that she's a really interesting character, and her death is pretty awesome. Where oh, Frank yeah. picks her up and chucks her out of that window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. that is a good one. What about you? Um, mine is uh, Joan Raymond. So I, I am Team Sandra. I am, uh, but. I mean, come on. Have you ever met an insurance agent like this one, no. Alex? Mm-mm. I don't think you have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only all insurance agents could be like Joan Raymond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- hashtag team, team Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Most memorable line award. Who'd you have? Or what'd you have? Uh, yeah. So mine was like a, a, a back and forth between Wilbur and Chick. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to start with Wilbur. So the next line will be. Chick says, look, now you've got two dates. What about Sandra, you bigamist? And Chick and, and Wilbur goes, Sandra, I don't know. Joan is awful cute. All right, you take Joan and I'll take Sandra. Wilbur says, and he goes, and I like Wilbur goes, oh, Sandra sends me. He goes, well, I'll take Joan. <laughs> Joan sends me too. Now listen, you sawed off Romeo. In a minute, I'll send you. And he says, you don't even appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they're back and forth. It's, they're good at it. And, and I want to say this, when I say it doesn't belong on film, I don't necessarily, I don't mean it doesn't belong to be filmed. Like they're, they're classic. Right. Um, and that back and forth is great to laugh at. I just don't, what I mean is I don't think it always serves a narrative film the best. Mm. Right. Uh, that, that's what I mean. I don't think it's a narrative driven comedy style. You know, mm-hmm. like we kind of have to do these aside gags like these, you know, they talk about <laughs> remember, they they talk about <laughs> the the girl that Wilbur was with last week. Oh, <laughs> did yeah. You see her, did you see her teeth? You mean her tooth? <laughs> her tooth. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. That was good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Are you saying that like maybe these belong on something like a sitcom or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're sitcomish. They're sitcomish or they're sketch showish. You know, like mm. um, which oh, I appreciate those types of things. Like they they crack me up, uh, but they're not necessarily good for a feature length film. Is what I'm saying. You could take some of these like little asides and put them anywhere. You know. Um, they're not specific to these characters in this film. Okay. Yeah. I, For I the think, most part. Yeah. It's a, I don't know if I agree, but that's an interesting point. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see about some of the other films, if it feels the same way yeah. to me. No. Interesting. Uh, one line that got me was Wilbur saying, I'm a union man and I only work 16 hours a day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, the guy responds with, a union man only works eight hours a day. Yeah. I'm in two unions. Right? <laughs> uh, but the, the first line got me just as much as the follow up because I was like, I only work 16 hours a day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. What about your can't believe the acting award? I had to double dip here. Uh-oh. Lenore Aubert as Sandra Mornay. Hashtag you team really Sandra. Are team Sandra. Oh, wow. man. Mm. <laughs> I haven't been this smitten since. Uh, Daughter of Dracula. Oh where, yeah, where, where we had uh, the the main character's friend that gets kidnapped. Oh yeah, oh, right, right. Dreamboat. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, but for real though, it, it it just goes back to the same thing. She just delivers all her performance really well, whether she's being controlled by Dracula or falling in love with Wilbur 
or faking her love with Wilbur. Uh, she just sells me on it. Yeah. What about you? Well, I've got to give it a throwback to Mr. Bela Lugosi. Mm, <laughs> Mr. Lugosi. <laughs> As Dracula. No, <laughs> honestly, whenever Lugosi has speaking lines, that's when he's actually the best in this film. I, I find him pretty hilarious that's uh, as i said that's the character that they do the best job with as far as playing into his character yeah um, like the covering of his face at all times with his cape yeah. like it's so ridiculous it is ridiculous and just you know how some of his lines double dip you know like mm. <laughs> wilbur thinks he's talking about one thing but he's definitely talking about killing him (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so there's just things like that 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 were funny so and i thought he did a great job in the role it's good to see him back yeah it's it's been a while we've seen several dracula since and been a while he's 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 the best dracula i would say yeah i i would agree with that as far as these universal movies are concerned um for sure yes what about oh that's a good shot uh, I'm going to give it, <laughs> it's more of an action shot. It's not even like a great shot probably, but I love the shot of the Wolfman jumping through that window and catching the bat. <laughs> Just like the action of that shot and yeah. the, the, I mean, it, it looks like he's actually like jumping off a cliff and mm-hmm. catching the bat. It, it looks great. It's a, it's just a great effect and stunt. And it's also silly because it's a wolf catching a bat. And, uh, but I, I love that. So what about you? Uh, yeah, mine is not like a, <laughs> mine is not a crazy shot either. As far as anything, uh, cinematic at all. My shot is when they're at the door of, I think it's house of Dracula. Um, mm. and there's this, just this huge, uh, door knocker in the front of it. Did you see that? Yes. Is that what it's called? What are those things yeah, called? Yeah, it's a door knocker. Like the big door thing knocker. that you... Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was... Oh, <laughs> this is a good example of something that is just comedic and you're playing with expectations. You've got this big castle and so your your door knocker is like 30 pounds, right? And it's just huge. It takes over like half the door. That's the type of thing I wanted to see more. That got a chuckle out of me, just the size of that door knocker. Um <laughs> on dracula's castle that's awesome yeah that that the, the other door thing that i liked in this was when they put the bed up against the door and they barricade from Frankens from frankenstein's monster and he just opens the door it's like it's a, it's a joke we've seen many <laughs> yeah, a time yeah yeah but it, yeah, it, it works pretty funny. well it's a, <laughs> uh it's funny uh man yeah i like it i like it good stuff um all right what about your unique award alex yeah, I got the That's a Good Arm Award, and it goes to Frankenstein for checking, once again, another one on my award, Sandra, out that window. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's an awesome throw, and it's also hilarious, because he throws her out the window. It's supposed to look like, look like it's outside, but there's very clearly a corner to the room that's outside <laughs> that window. Yeah, yeah. the, <laughs> where the two walls meet. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, my unique award is the best Nuzzler award, Ooh. and that goes to uh, Costello as Wilbur. 
this is going back to what I was saying about Dracula, who's paying who's paying Wilbur compliments and talking yes. about what a great brain he has. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, and and those types, he's just giving him compliments, and these compliments mean he's going to be the perfect candidate. Uh, to remove his brain it's great but Wilbur of course just is like so proud of himself and he's like so proud and feels so like comforted by Dracula that he's literally nuzzling into him by the end (laughs) it's so good I like that's good I like that That, that's cracking me up right now so best nuzzler award goes to Wilbur best nuzzler All right. what about your final thoughts and tiered rating. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a Gamera tier film for me, probably right there in the middle. As I said, I'm not, I, I'm not quite sold on all of the comedic aspects here. I respect Abbott and Costello, and I think lots of their humor is hilarious. I actually think, I think their humor is funny overall. I don't think it always fits the film mm. in the best way. That, that's the issue. I, I don't necessarily have many issues with their style of humor or I- any of their jokes. Some of them, yeah, some of them don't land. Um, but as as we talked about in our uh, Marvel versus Men review from our MVM Plus episode last week, Alex, not all jokes are going to land for everybody. So I, I don't have an issue with not all the jokes landing. It's just right. when they start taking away from the narrative of the film that becomes an issue. I think we also have some characterization issues with the monsters. We, we both mentioned that. I think that's something to be considered. So I think this is a gamma tier universal monster film. It's definitely something different than what we've seen before. Um, so I'll be curious to return to Abbott and Costello, uh, either as singular films or double, a double feature potentially. Mm, Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm right there with you. This is definitely a gamma tier for me. It's you know, I don't think it's a great movie, but there's a lot of fun to be had here. And like you said, or at least like I said, I think the dialogue stuff actually works for me. But you've made an interesting insight into whether it belongs in like a movie like this or not. <laughs> I uh, I liked it, and I would just listen to them talk and have a banter mm-hmm. back and forth all day. Um, yeah. So, which is why I kind of did enjoy this, but the physical gags just didn't really work for me overall. Um, but I did have fun with the finale and our two female characters are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad this movie exists. I'll be interested to see what happens in the future mm-hmm. of this series. I hope it's not diminishing returns, but yeah. One of them has mummy in the title and I am concerned. (laughs) Yeah, I'm concerned a little bit, not because of Abbott and Costello, but just because, yeah, my two, this, this one put our, like the three best universal monsters together. And then the other one is the invisible man is next week's. And then we get creature, which I'm excited about. But then the week after that, I think is the mummy. Yeah. I, I, I am. I like that they added Invisible Man to the end of this one. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a nice surprise. Like that, that was that was a good little <laughs> twist there at the end. That was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, he probably had more screen time than anybody. We didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. All right. So next week, Abbott and Costello, 
Meet the Invisible Man. Uh, will Abbott and Costello meet a all-time low? Or um, will they give us a nice gift wrapped in a bow? Yeah. I mean, when they, when Abbott Costello meet the Invisible Man, I really hope that I'm, I'm a fan or else I'm going to have to drive these movies out with a van and put them Down by the river. on a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. Leave us feedback on Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein at mvmpod.com or email us your feedback at mvmpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at mvm underscore pod. Become a bargain base my over at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't leave, leave your wingman dry and try, <laughs> try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. That was a good one. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> you have created a monster and it will destroy you. Um, but for me, it's it's a mixed bag. My my biggest criticism, though, I just need to get this out of the way, get it off my chest. Okay, is how Cheney shaved <laughs> his mustache. I mean, he should have um, been executed by firing squad just for that. Yeah, alone. I, it might have just thrown me out of the film a little bit. You know, it's just you. 